It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. We are live from the Stream Pub here in Southampton, PA. And I got to tell you, this place is outstanding. Along with the French onion soup, we've got plenty of Bud Lights. Always. We've got lots of takes and we certainly have a humongous game to preview as uh, everyone's chiming in on the live stream. And for those listening to the podcast, thank you very much. It is episode number 134 of the Go Birds podcast. Radio.com, Sports Radio 94, let WIP. Me, uh, Ellie, let me what's start, happening? Yeah, let me start with this because... You said this is a humongous game, and it's certainly an important game. Like, obviously, all the games are important. But I think they could lose this game, and if you beat Seattle next week, you make up for it, and then you beat Dallas. Like, they have to win two out of the next three, and ideally those two are Seattle and Dallas. So I don't know if I would say this is, like, a humongous game. I think it it can be a trendsetter for the rest of the season. If they come out and they win this game and they do it, even if they they win on offense, like, if they figure out a formula that works, and it's certainly going to be tough and we'll talk about it with Alshon at, probably out and Jordan Howard limited yep. if he's even going to play. So I, I just think like humongous. Like I think the Seattle game is bigger. I think the Dallas game is bigger. Um, so not one of Carson Wentz's biggest moments in his It's career. so funny how oh, okay. people on Twitter right, get we and, wait and a you too. For yeah. the next one to kick in, it, guys. People's so, right. inability to understand like how that works is just mind-boggling. Like it's it's the biggest game at that point of his career. Like that's how it works. <laughs> it's the biggest game of boys at that point. And people still tweet me like, "Oh, is this the biggest game?" Like, no. The Dallas game was the biggest game okay. of his career still up until that big, point. Biggest game of his career. James Hilter, <laughs> how are you feeling, no buddy? Sense. I'm doing great. I love that we just jump right in with this, and we're already into the, <laughs> the biggest it just, game of yeah, like, his career. It was the biggest game of his career against Dallas. It was. 
I was correct about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. And, glad that this got, is not got one blown of the, out. Dallas yeah. is not not uh, is still uh, the number one. Uh, still number one, I guess, for this uh, this season here. But uh, James, the, you know, like as as Elliot said, Alshon Jeffrey probably not going to go in this one. Which again, now you're down another wide receiver. So now it becomes. The Jordan Matthews show, which is so funny because everybody jumps was like, "Oh, this it's a it's a JJ week." Here comes you know Arthur Whiteside finally coming in because this is this is why he uh, couldn't get on the field because he was cross training other positions and he's supposed to back up Alshon. I still think he sees the field. I, I don't know, maybe maybe twenty snaps, but I think this is Jordan Matthews show if if Alshon Jeffrey can't go. Well, you yeah. Know? First of all, the Alshon news is a bummer. Grant, I know Alshon hasn't been great lately but at the same time that's still you just can't afford for more bodies to go down and at least Alshon has the potential to be better and I know we haven't seen it recently but I, I think look Arthega Whiteside the whole reason that Doug told us that he wasn't on the field was because he didn't know the Deshaun position or everything yeah, was training with Alshon right. so yeah. if Alshon's out you know you would assume that you would see JJ Arthega Whiteside <laughs> a little bit more and and look at this point I, I'm hoping that we do see more Arthega Whiteside that we see more Matthews in for Matt Collins. I, I, I never need to see Matt Collins play wide receiver for the Eagles. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. I, I'm just good. I'm good on Even that. Even though I think like his criticism criticism has been unfair, I would not give him a single rep in this game. Like just put JJ in at this. Look, point. Yeah. the point is like I know that everyone's like making a big deal about like, you know, I, I personally think Carson Walsh, not Wentz, Walsh, uh-huh, Carson Walsh. Walsh's yeah, comments yeah. were a little tone deaf, and I know that people are you know one way or the other. I don't. I thought they were toned up, and I thought they were stupid. Like, but regardless, I understand the idea of oh, he does his assignment, and all that. But if you have a guy out there who is not an option in the passing game as a wide receiver, he just shouldn't be out there. That's it. It's not yeah. that hard. It's that simple. It, it's ridiculous. Well, well, really well, well. Them, I think yeah. anybody playing that position is not going to get targeted unless you're unless you're running plays for him. Like, if you're the seventh the option, hold on. The is, is that, that, that you shouldn't have a wide receiver on the field who's your seventh option. You don't even have seven options. Like, well, whatever, six, whatever you want to call it. I mean, like, when he's out there, when, when he's out on the field, Carson drops back. He looks for, like, who the play is designed for. Then he right. looks for, like, if it's not Alshon, it's Ertz. If it's not Ertz, it's Goddard. If no, it's not I Ertz, it's Aguilar. It. I like, get so it, you only have so much thing. time. That's not okay. You should have someone out there who theoretically can be someone right, but who I just don't get, get what do people think. Like, Matt Collins was going to carry this offense. Get open. Like, I just but he, he, he could be open. Dude, That's but, my point. If he's not looking for him. Stop, Trust me, he's not. Stop. Look, yeah, there are plays where Wentz is back there and has nowhere to go. Like, again, we talk about it all the time, but guys like Alan Lazard and Paul Coomer and all these guys in like Green Bay, find a way to get open. But here's what's going to happen, right? He's going to, this week, Jordan Jordan Matthews is going to come in and he'll have some catches because they'll run plays for him. And people will say, I oh, don't well, care. The okay. point is, I need someone who is a threat to make a play. Whether or not they're scheming Hollins out of the offense, that's an issue. He shouldn't be out there. If you have a wide receiver you can't involve in the passing game, that's an issue. That's I don't point. care about Matt Collins enough to keep this going. You're well, making good points, but I, I just... <laughs> I mean, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> look, I get it. I, look, ultimately, I, I, I think it comes back to... I know that, Barcher, you're going to hate it. This is what we've talked about, though, but the way to beat the Patriots is run the football on them. That's the way you beat the Patriots. It just yep. is. They might have the best secondary in the sport. Like, it's that Three good. Three touchdowns in the air all year. They, that, they have Only great, 20 first downs allowed great all year. Yeah. Secondary. Yeah, they have a great defense, but especially a great secondary. They're great at blitzing. They do all that type of stuff really well. 
you got to run the football. That's his team's identity. You have to come out and smash him in the mouth. And that's what I need to see from them. And yes, Wentz is going to have to make some plays, some receivers, whoever they are, whether it's the running backs, whether it's the tight ends, whether it's Jordan freaking Matthews, someone's yeah. going to have to make a play for sure. But I think ultimately they're going to have to smash mouth this game oh, if they're oh, going to oh, win. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Quinn, you have no idea what you're talking about. Elliot is trying to say that Matt Collins is not a focal point of this offense, even if he is or is not on it. Who is That's this? Quinn, Quinn Quinn Ritter. Fellow? He's, saying, Quinn. he's like, oh, you're defending Matt Collins. What up, he's not Quinn? defending No, I'm not Collins. defending Matt Collins. What I'm saying is, like, <laughs> it, like anybody could be in that role and they're not going right. to get the ball. Like, it, like Matt Collins, fine, whatever. P- like, I just don't see why people think, like, like the offense isn't clicking because Matt Collins isn't getting the ball. Like, right. if you no, plug, and I like, agree with it. Yeah. It's because Alshon and Nelly well, uh, haven't yeah, been doing their jobs. But also the point yes. is Matt Collins is not helping the offense. No, they're not. And, they're not and, either. And, you're and right. if you're a receiver, like, getting that many snaps in the NFL, you have to help the offense. Like, but, here, but here's what I would equate it to, right? Let's say let's say your boss told you to do something, right? And then when you went in for your review, he reviewed you on something this else. Is, they are asking this is Matt Collins. No, it's dude. not, ready? The point You're missing the point. The point is, is... I get what you're saying. They're not asking him to be a receiving option. He's a wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> but it. He's, but he's he, also they can't have a guy on the field who they're not asking. But he's to also do wide in, receiver things in the here. NFL. Like sixty-five percent of his snaps, sixty-five to seventy percent of his snaps are running plays. Right. So whatever. It, it, it is what it is. I, I just, I just. So that's an issue too, because then when he's on the field, there's like, oh, they're more likely they're going to run the ball. They're well, that, that's like a different discussion. Too. That has nothing to do with Matt Collins. Regardless, Matt yes. Collins should not be on the field. I would play JJ. Story. And I'll also say this. I don't think that JJ Arcega Whiteside is a significant drop off from Alshon. Like oh, well, Alshon's I, not playing well. He's, he's not. not. He's not fast. He doesn't create separation. He doesn't have great hands. Like, and they're not gonna throw him 50-50 balls. So at this point, really the only difference is the Patriots probably will play the Eagles a little different because maybe they would have maybe they would have shaded coverage towards Alshon. I kind of doubt it. But I do think that just in terms of like what you can game plan for Alshon to do. JJ can do all those things. Theoretically, it's not like it's not like JJ's yeah, like, replacing Deshaun. Like, but, but see, my my biggest thing with, with with this right now is just like how they've had the bye week. Um, Alshon's been injured this entire time. It's not it's not going to be a very good sign. And, and I know people are all, we're already jumping on him just on the his lack of production um, already heading into this game, but I I think Matt Collins being out there is as good as I want to feel about. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, as I was on draft night, you got to look at the reality of this situation. If a guy, like you said, is lining up correctly and being a part of the offense, and that's why he's on there and he can't replace Matt Collins, that's a huge, huge deal. So I do think, in terms of experience, yeah, I mean, you, you can't judge it that way. I don't think that's what you're saying either, but... I, we we don't know, and that's that's the biggest problem, especially heading into this. Kind of exciting it, too, though. I'll a, a say that because like, we know Alshon sucks. Right. So like, <laughs> so oh, at least like who knows? Maybe JJ will make a play. Like has sucked this year. I think <laughs> yeah, you could say. Alshon so at least. I mean, that. you could also look. What the hope was for Alshon? Obviously, the reverse has happened. That ankle injury turned out. It looks like it's more serious. Not. We all hoped that maybe the bye week would give Alshon a chance to heal up. Maybe it did. And maybe and he's he just comes still not out. Ready. Yeah. Oh, he's a disaster. Yeah, it's. You can almost say he sucks. I think we can all... (laughs) Or he blows. That's what Uh you have to say. I think we can all assume that Bill Belichick is going to do everything he can to shut down Zach Ertz. I I think that's just a fun game. I think that is a safe safe assumption. So other guys are going to have to step up. And again, I think they need to run the ball. But you're going to need some Miles Sanders in the passing game. You're going to need some Dallas Goddard in the passing game. And yes, you're going to need... Whether it's J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, whether it's Nelson Aguilar to stop blowing as well. (laughs) 
or whether it's Jordan Matthews. I mean, some of these guys, someone has to make some plays. Because this is a Wentz can't do it all himself. In I think those situations. one of the themes, and we've discussed this on the pod, but like one of the themes from Howie Roseman was kind of believing in his guys this season, right? He passed on Jadavion Clowney because he believed in Derek Barnett. Whoops. He didn't bring in LaShawn McCoy yeah, because he, yeah, whoops. yeah. Can we give it a yeah. bigger whoop? That was a definite whoops for sure. That was a whoop. But this Sunday is a big game for Howie's guys. Like Miles Sanders has to have a really good game. You drafted Dallas Goddard for games like this, for games where Ertz can't be a factor because he's going to get taken out. Like you need Goddard. Avante Maddox, if Edelman's in the slot, he's got to cover him. So like we're going to see like we're going to see how good these guys are that Howie drafted. Like these are why you use highest round draft picks on him for games like this. Yeah, I don't think it's just Miles, it's Jordan too even though he's if Jordan plays. limited and No play. Uh, Oh, I mean, then it then it becomes a huge case. Then it's okay. Yeah. All right, a little rest. I, I'm not worried. I, uh, and this is this is what's like kind of weird about the bye week. You're still dealing with these. Granted, there's only four guys that have been on the injury report really all week. Um, obviously, Sproles I, added today though. Oh, Sproles added today. Sproles missed practice with a quad injury. Okay, well, it'll be Boston Scott show more <laughs> more than likely if that goes down anyway. Which is now now you're thin at that where you're supposed to be though, James. Which might actually I I, I know this is. Uh, a bit of a stretch, but it might be an advantage towards a guy like Bill Belichick. And I don't think you're wrong. I don't think anybody's wrong in saying, especially after watching the Ravens game and being like, yeah, go go kill these guys with the run. Go kill them with two running backs. Go kill them with 22 and 12 as much as you possibly can. And I think, you know, moving moving that line left and right is going to be very, very beneficial for Carson, for uh, these running backs in particular, and maybe Boston Scott just kind of throws a wrench in there because he's been preparing for Jordan Howard and now it's just Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and Darren Sproles or whatever. But no matter what, you need to, especially against Bill Belichick, if you want to get these guys moving against a weak linebacking core because that's really about it in terms of who you're going to go. You guys have already mentioned, uh, you know, Gilmore's more than likely going to be matched up on Ertz. Then you've got to find the mismatches in the passing game when it comes to the running backs as well. And Bill Belichick, your good friend, Sigmund Bloom has said this to us for weeks now. Bill Belichick hates when two running backs are on the field. It confuses them. It put pre- it puts nothing but pressure on those linebackers. And this is going to be a paper cut type of offense again. So gear up. It's the Big Ten West here in Philadelphia, man. And I'm you have I, an I, option. I, I, I'm embracing it for this week. You I have to do it. Choice. Yeah, you don't have a choice. And a lot of the reason well. why we're saying because we're we're arguing about freaking Mac Hollins and Jordan Matthews and all these other different things that are not really going to help Carson Wentz in the long run, but. Someone does have to. Someone is going to have to make four huge plays in the passing game for these guys to win. It could be Carson. Yeah, like it I mean, could be I, that I too. Think, well, a combination. I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I, I just think like, look, the receivers need to step up for sure. But like Carson also needs to step up. Like Carson needs to be special now. These last seven games are really going to determine, especially for me, like how good this guy really is. Like these are this, these last seven games are why you go up and trade for a quarterback in number two overall. It's why you pay him so much money. Like the, the, he should be expected to carry this team to the playoffs. And I think that starts Sunday. They could lose on Sunday. It's not the end of the world, right? They have six games left, but like overall, like this idea that everyone else needs to step up. And I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but I think Carson should also be expected to raise his game. Like Alshon's out, Deshaun's out. Well, then Carson is going to have to just play at a higher level. And like, he can't catch a ball himself. I get that. 
but I do think he should be expected to be special over these next seven yeah, games. Yeah, but again, he can't catch him himself. Like he does can't. need he needs some help. Like he needs a little bit of help. He needs guys to get a little bit open. He also needs to help his guys Look, too. Sure. And and again, I think we've seen that some in recent weeks. I mean, like in the Buffalo game, he made some monster plays, some big moments like that. And again, uh, look, I, uh, uh, the way this offense is right now, it is not conducive to quarterbacks having success. No matter who's playing quarterback in this offense right now, unless you're Lamar Jackson because you have the ability to just run and you can run a different type yep. of offense, it's an I don't know if I completely agree with who's that. Who's catching the ball? You need guys to get open. But here's you the thing. There's drops on every single guys team. Open. Doug Peterson can help. Doug Peterson yes. can help. That is true. If Doug can find ways to scheme guys open a little bit. But let me ask you this. Let's say you were setting a team up, and I told you these are the three things a quarterback has to deal with the most, right? How would you rank them in terms of importance? Head coach, offensive line receivers. Like, if you were a quarterback and you got to pick best to worst, where would you rank? This is not well, just, just go ahead. Answer like, it. This is not just answer apples it. Answer to it. apples. I mean, rank them. I don't, this is a ridiculous thing. I, I'm just curious how you would rank them. I, like, I guess offensive line first. What would you put second? I, probably receivers, then coach. No, like, you wouldn't. Of course <laughs> you would. I, I, like, again, it's it, we're talking about is it like a baseline level of coach? Is it someone who's a total moron? Or is it someone who's like so-so versus, again, ultimately, if you don't have guys who can get open and catch the football, you will not have success. Period. End of story. But, but I mean, like, that's but, it. Yes. That's it. Right. It's you need competent simple. players on the field. I agree with that. But I do think this idea that like they can't pass the ball at all now because Alshon's gone. Wait, we all said all case. season Alshon sucked. Like so, I think that with Doug and this offensive line, they should be able to have some success. Now the Patriots are very, very good, right? So, but I, yeah. I just think like this idea that now Carson's like off scot free for the next seven games because Deshaun and Alshon are out. Or like who sings? No, no, no. I'm not saying you two are. I'm not. It doesn't matter. I'm saying why does it? Carson Wentz has played really well this season. Yes. I don't think he has played okay. really well. What? But we don't have to have that debate right now. I, I, That's a I, I'm not debate. getting into yeah. that. I don't think he's played really well. He has played really well. It's just he's like really in, in well, man. Like you said to me this season, all I need is Carson Wentz to stay healthy this year. Okay, what what stat do you want to grade Carson by? I don't want to grade with stats. Okay. How about that? <laughs> I don't right, need right. to look again, you always go back to stats when it's not just stats. Football is not just about it's stats. It's not, but it's when we don't watch every quarterback eyes. around the league every Sunday, right. I think it's and a good way. A lot you of them are way worse than you think. You don't watch every quarterback every, every game every week. Wo- I, I watch a lot. I, I re-watch like, every single yeah, game I watch that a lot I can too, but my point is... A lot of quarterbacks are way worse than you think they are. Yeah. I said to you, I thought Carson was probably like a top 12, top 10 quarterback this year, but my only point is I don't think he's played... Do you know how few quarterbacks could step in What grade would you give Carson? What grade would you give Carson. I don't know, like a B plus, A minus. Yeah. I don't know. Man. I give him a, a C. Minus, somewhere in there. I give him a C. A C. That'll be my grade. Yeah. Well, that's a bad grade. Okay. I'm just letting you know. It's a hater grade. It's not a hater well, grade. It's not a well, hater and grade. Well, see, here's 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 my issue, and this is why I think you are the exact reason why people are wensitive, and I'm I'm gonna use that term for the rest of my life because. There is a lot of wensitive type takes that come out. The, you, 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 you and Joe, you and Joe Giglio, the reason why people get wensitive. That's just clear. That is clear and obvious as it has ever been. I will say, though, on the opposite side of that, it's gone too far in terms of defending the quarterback every single moment at every single time. And there is this straw man that is now out there, especially in the last couple of weeks, where, oh, Wentz gets too much criticism. He doesn't. He doesn't. There's too many people that agree that he's a really good quarterback and that he's heading towards you know where he needs to go. 
the only real reason, and you know I'm not kidding. You listening to this right now, no, I'm not kidding. There is not, there is barely any criticism of Carson Wentz, nor should there be. I don't think that's true. Where, where is where has there been a big criticism of Carson Wentz this year? Like in terms of, what do like, you mean? where's the? I'm, I'm I'm just saying, where's this humongous wave of criticism everybody talks about? It really just comes down to three people. If we're talking about in Philadelphia, who's and, the third? And if we want to extend it even further to a national level, I don't know. Maybe Kean Fahey is still uh, butthurt about him. Maybe there's some guys that don't think he's as special as once he once was and that's going to happen when you're expected to go into the season at an MVP level you don't have any weapons now going into one of the biggest games of his career or this season I don't think it's one of the biggest games of his career one of the biggest games of this season out there I don't it's a it's a true it's a it's a humongous test and and like everybody has a good opponent I don't think it's one of the biggest games of his career whatever yeah Uh, but the the, the what it what it comes down to is is two different things. It's really just you being so critical of Carson Wentz and you and Joe being See, so critical of Carson thing, Wentz like, that everybody invents the straw man that there's too much criticism. So I don't what think, I want to say is what I want to say is congratulations. Critical. Everybody pays attention to what you guys well, do all the time. And secondly, we already shut up. That. It's okay. Like it is okay. And it is also okay. And this is where I got into trouble too on Twitter this week, where it was just like, listen, I saw Nick Foles speak for the first time coming back at the press conference. And all I'm saying is, I look at that guy and I go, there it is. I now understand why guys would want to go and play for him over Carson Wentz. That's well, here's it. It's the an thing. observation. Not because I you want to You were setting Foles yourself back. up for that. And I, I want, know, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, well, I, on, I wasn't man. setting myself over up for nothing. Carson yeah, over Carson Wentz. Over Carson Wentz. in the yeah. locker room. All That's true. That has I, been reported. I can understand why people would want to go play for Nick Foles. Like, but, I think it's but, a fair but, tweet. I'm but, just saying if no, you're wondering I'm why people got mad. I'm saying specifically to like what just happened and we're thinking about the Super Bowl and the Patriots are coming into town and you think of all these different things. It's just the thought. The 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 the, the there is too much too too much like Carson Wentz sensitivity. I, I, uh, I agree and, and with it, that. And it, and it astounds me that you can't just have. Like a, a normal conversation about him. There's a straw man that's out there that doesn't exist. Yes, I, I agree that there's too much Carson Wentz sensitivity. But I do think with your tweet, like, I can see why people reacted to it. I agree with the point of the tweet. I think you were correct, and I think it's a good example. But I am not surprised people were upset by you saying you could see why people would want to play for Nick Foles over Carson. And it is kind of a shame that Nick Foles is, as James would say, the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. And he can't be discussed sometimes because, like, people get very upset about yeah, it. Yeah, like, it's... it's uh and I, I, and honestly, it's none of that has anything to do with with this week. So I, you know, I understand. It's a good what side topic. I mean, it does matter. Mad, mad I mean, look, the last time they played the Patriots, Nick Foles had one of the great games we've ever seen a quarterback have to win the Eagles the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's always going to be hovering over it. I mean, that it's silly to say that that doesn't hover over Carson over this game. Like it does. Like of it, it has does. to. It's because reality. we're all sitting here waiting for the run, right? I mean, this is. And it, and it feels an awful lot. And I know people have compared it to the Phillies and like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But you might have to face the reality here. And I certainly feel this way going into this, that they just there's not enough horses right now to compete against those top tier teams. And I would love to be proven wrong going into it saying like, nope, this is still Doug. This is still, you know, the, figuring out a way to go and beat these really tough opponents at home. They should be expected to beat these guys, even though that they're a dog coming into this. And this is the beginning of the real season. You've got the Patriots, the Seahawks, which are going to be tough, and then it lightens up. And getting Carson Wentz now as, um, you know, the season has kind of played out the way it is to the playoffs and make sure he wins the division to get that experience is very, very, very crucial. Um, so it's the most I think, important thing. I, and, and to get him going... I think it's all about 
this game in particular. That's why I think it's important. Not because that they, they don't have an identity. They obviously do. It's a running team. It's one of the best offensive lines um, in the league. You know, Brandon Brooks got paid as much uh, as he did because he's had such a spectacular career when he's been in Philly. But regardless of all these problems, James, that's why I'm so adamant that Doug needs to find a way to get Carson going, even if it's four yards at a time. I don't care about you know, the, the, the deep shots or anything, all that's out for the season for the most part as far as we see it. Paper cut this, these Patriots guys until they, they can't take it anymore and score as many touchdowns as possible. That's, that's yeah, where I'm at. Well, look, you know? I, I'm with you. I, again, I, I do think Doug has to help Carson. If, if receivers aren't getting, going to get open on their own, then you have to find ways to create open players again we've talked a lot about sorry 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 Elliot with a rook I was move. trying to read the comments what's up rook yeah I know my bad <laughs> I, mean, I did it too for what it's he's worth he's got to yeah. find a way to scheme guys open we've talked a lot about using motion about you know a number of different things we saw him do more of in the past and just try different things find ways look the RPO thing works so well when they made that switch to Nick Foles and kind of tailored what they do better for Nick and kind of what he was comfortable with like Figure out what that is right now. Figure out what it is that, that you need to do to kind of, like you said, get Carson going a little bit more, to make him feel a little bit more comfortable back there, to have him run an offense that he feels comfortable in. And maybe it is moving him around a little bit more. Maybe it is giving him an opportunity to use his legs more in certain spots if he sees the opportunity. I think he's we, better when he does that, I agree. Too. Yeah. I think he is. I think he doesn't think as much. He's a little more natural. And we saw, and again, look, Carson Wentz isn't Lamar Jackson or anywhere close in terms of running the football, but we saw how dangerous that was last week against the Patriots. If you could throw some different looks like that in there, I think it would be massive. So I'm with you. I think Doug has to help Carson. And again, I think... I think guys have to make plays. Like, I know I know to Elliot's point, you know, Carson has to do some more, too, to try and help as well. But I, I really think that, like, we've just seen so many instances. John Ritchie keeps saying to him it feels like the receivers don't want the ball thrown their way. Like, that's the feeling he gets is, like, when the ball's thrown their way, like, oh, no, not me. <laughs> and it's what it feels like. Yeah. I want guys out there, like, throw me the damn ball. I'm going to catch it. So, I'm going to make a right. play. I need some of that. I just yep. need some of it. To, to, to that point, that's why I would be in favor of like playing Jordan Matthews, JJ Arcega Whiteside, and like Greg Ward. And just like yeah. putting like just something fresh. Like yeah. this offense felt stale for like a year and a half. Like just put young players out there that you know what? Maybe they're not as good as Alshon or whatever, but like who, who knows what they'll do? Put out there, Bill Belichick's going to have no idea. Like He's not going to be afraid of Greg Ward, but Greg Ward's quick. He's elusive. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside's only played 100 snaps in the NFL. I just want to see this offense like just get creative and do different things. Like It's felt stale for so long, yeah. and I think with Alshon and Deshaun out, this is a really good chance to do that. Like You you have the excuse in the uh, in the uh, a good excuse to put those guys in there. Yeah, and I don't want to... And Elliot, you've pointed this out too. Maybe it was even two weeks ago by now, but... Um, they, they also need to get – Doug needs to get extremely creative in this set with the only thing that has speed, and that's Nelson Aguilar. you just got to yes. find a way to get him a ball in the backfield on bubble screens, make it as easy as possible, slants, whatever, um, I, I and, and obviously still have him in there for deep shots because, again, he's the only – He's the only speed threat that's on this team, which is sad. And the reality of this, too, and it's so funny because I listened to Greg Cosell, um, I think, uh, chat on SiriusXM um, this week, too, and it's true. They have the slowest offense in the league. I think they rank 
first or something yeah, I mean, like that. Fast. Like nobody. M- Miles Sanders is quick, but I don't yeah. think he has like elite speed for a running yeah. back. I mean, nobody's fast, especially with Deshaun out, yeah. obviously. Um, but I, th- I think Miles Sanders is probably has a good chance of being your leading wide receiver in this. And then you need, just like you're saying, one of those guys to make humongous plays. I thought you were right on with, with Dallas Goddard, too. I mean, this is... If you know Ertz is going to be out, then that's the next step that has to come and come through. And I, I am, I'm not sure if the Patriots honestly are going to play a lot of single high. But every time you get one of those looks, um, you need to attack that immediately. And just you know the the, the common t- tight end seam where you're looking off the safety to one way, so you can kind of go and get him open. I think it's big on Dallas Goddard and and Miles Sanders to kind of step up and be those playmakers against the Patriots. In terms of flow, do you? Like I, I kind of see this as like the the Patriots really coming out and smacking them in the mouth again. Like I, I don't, I don't think this is going to be any different than any other Eagles game that we've yeah, seen. Yeah. So, uh, the, and Eagles, the first quarter needs to be within a, a seven to three, a ten to three, or something like that. So the Patriots are first in the league in points in the first quarter at almost ten. Right. Uh, the Eagles are seventeenth, which is actually a huge improvement for where they've been the last year and a half at right around four. So I could see that happening, but I actually feel like the Eagles are going to come out with a little bit of juice and buzz. I feel like they're really going to come out, at, and I think there's a chance they don't fall behind right away. I have no, obviously, rational reason to think that, <laughs> but I just feel like coming off the bye, and again, like this isn't an anti-Deshaun and Alshon point, but I do think they'll just be a little bit of like, let's go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're out. Like, I think the coaching staff will have like a fresh game plan. So I do think that they'll actually come out uh, hot. Now watch when we record Sunday afternoon, they'll fall behind 10 nothing. But <laughs> I think there's a chance they actually come out and, and play well to start. Yeah, I've been talking, I talked a lot and I know both teams are coming off a bye this week, but I think more often than not now with buys, you see teams come out and start a little slow, a little sluggish. And I think it's especially true of a team on the road. I think it's tough to come off the bye, go on the road, and have a lot of energy. So I do think that's an advantage for the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of seize advantage of that home field advantage, the energy in that stadium, and are able to kind of jump on the Patriots a little bit early as a team that isn't quite out of the bye yet. And the Patriots will get out of it quicker than most. But I think there's an opportunity, actually, for the Eagles to jump out a little bit, maybe. And it's so important. I mean, it's important every week, but, like, Doug is so good at managing the clock. Like, him and Carson do a good job of that. So if they can get a lead, and this sounds crazy to say because he's Tom Brady, but if you can make the Patriots have to throw the ball to come back, like, it really, I think it's to your advantage. Well, and also, I mean, looking at this Patriots offense, their offensive line is clearly the biggest deficiency. Biggest weak spot there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've had multiple, heard multiple people this week, Ross Tucker among others, say that it is easily the worst line Brady has ever played by. Yep. That's a strong statement, uh, and you're hearing that as a pretty standard thing. Um, so I think it's an opportunity where, look, this defensive line has played better. Fletcher Cox is finally starting to look like Fletcher Cox again. You Brian the, Baldinger said this is the best two games he's ever seen Fletcher Cox play. Wow. Which is strong. A, uh, it, yes. I'm just throwing that statement. out there. That though, is yeah. intense. But to your point, like we talked about Fletcher starting slow. Both of you were on that. You yep. especially bringing up the idea that we don't know how long it'll be. It feels like, and especially with this bye week here, that we might actually have that guy back. Yes. And I think that could be the biggest. I mean, I, I, it's fair to say that could be the biggest difference making it's the number one reason to be positive exactly. about this yeah. Yeah. so and i think in this particular matchup against an interior patriots line that's particularly bad of a bad offensive line i just think there's a chance this defensive line could create a little havoc and tom brady 
as we've seen, he's not getting hit during the regular season. Like right. he is making it a point to say, I'm waiting on the playoffs. Yeah. I'll make the throws I need to make in the playoffs, but I'm throwing the ball away. I'm yeah. not doing that stuff. Right. And I think there's an opportunity for them to rattle him a little bit and maybe kind of get that offense off of its kind of timing and pace. And that could help. Because this offense, Patriots defense is really awesome. The Patriots offense is fine. And they have Tom Brady in big games when he has yep. to will make the big plays. But in a regular season game on the road, week 11, I don't know for sure that I'm that scared of this Patriots. Yeah, Who do you think needs this, team, this game more? Uh, the Eagles. I agree. Without a doubt. Yeah, I don't think yeah, it's yeah, Eagles. Yeah, it's the soft. I mean, yeah. when you look at it, really, I mean, the Patriots, there's no team. That, even if they lose a game, they're still, I guess the Ravens are right there with them. The Ravens are close now, them. yeah. That's it in terms of worrying about buys. So. Yeah, I think both of these offenses are pretty similar they they drive the same way. They almost kind of have a. I mean, the the Eagles obviously have a little more time of possession, um, you know, per drive than the Patriots do. But I think the Patriots are are maybe two one hundredths of a point per drive better in terms of like how they like to operate and do things. Um, pretty similar numbers in terms of you know touchdowns and interceptions there too. I mean, it is very much so a run the ball type of football team, and not to. I mean, it's one thing I've thought about. It's not December Patriots. It's still November Patriots, and they've got a pretty good cushion as well. Now, I mean, it's obvious that Tom Brady's been thinking about the Super Bowl since 2017, and um, it's yeah, uh, really easy to get it, over when he wins winning, the next yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. And it's he's probably being a little playful in there. But I'm sure that there's... I'm still mad, but I got that sixth ring really last mad. year, so... I'm really yeah, mad at being yeah. the... I was also thinking, like, so... Doug, obviously, I, I believe at least outcoached Bill Belichick in the Super Agree. Bowl. Belichick, Belichick still did a pretty good job, although not playing your best cornerback, maybe a tact yeah. player. But, <laughs> like, Matt Patricia, I don't know. He lost to Matt Patricia in week three. I know it's different, but I'm just curious if you guys think, like, do you like Doug going against Belichick a second time, or do you think it's a disadvantage because he lost, because Belichick lost to him last I don't time. think it matters. Okay. I, I, think, I think Bill's going to fuck his shit up. I, like, I think, I, look, I think anytime you're going <laughs> up against Bill Belichick, it's a disadvantage for yeah. the coach going up against him. But yeah. I, I think that, I don't think it hurts that Doug knows that he can best him. I don't think that hurts. But ultimately, I don't think there's a huge effect. I also don't think this team's afraid of the Patriots. Which is big. No. That does matter. Yeah, well, because they've already. Although Carson's never played them, but right. I, I, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're afraid of them. No, I, I don't think so either. Which, which again, like that that's something that you know is uh, this is never never really like in the stat sheet or part of previous. But yeah, I mean, just in terms of like where the Eagles are right now, um, the divisions right in front of them to go out and take this thing because the Dallas Cowboys have a couple of really tough weeks before they get into you know. The easier side of things again for them over the last couple of weeks of their schedule as well. So it's, again, it's a humongous opportunity for these guys to come out, for Carson to come out and do, you know, basically what he's been doing. As long as Carson doesn't have a stinker of a football game, I think they can actually win this thing. It's just, I, I think that this is the, as much as we're talking about the defense and how much the defensive line is going to be a great matchup against that Patriots offensive line. I'm scared pretty much everywhere else. Like uh, uh, Tom with Tom with time, Tom with two minutes left, uh, Julian Edelman, um, anybody that's a warm body, <laughs> basically yeah. that's running routes on the secondary. So uh, we'll have to we'll have to see. I, I think it's going to be more around like a 24-21 ish. The lower scoring of, this game is, I yeah. think, the better chance Eagles have a winning, in my opinion. Yeah. That means they're controlling the clock, they're running the ball, the defense is playing well. So I think if the Eagles win, it's something like 21-17. Yeah, that's the like formula, that. as we talked about. they got to run the ball. they got to control the clock. I know it seems boring, but 
that's really the way they win this football game is they, they kind of wear that defense down and beat them at what they're, they're best at beating them at, running the football, yeah. controlling the clock. Like you said, Barcher, paper cutting them to death and then making a couple big plays on defense. All right, so this is a Carson Wentz point. I don't want to get into their Wentz oh, debate. Oh, God. But I, I, I would just say that in the Super Bowl, they won that game because Nick Foles outplayed Tom Brady, right? Like, Brady made mistakes and Foles really didn't outside of that one interception that flicked off of Alshon Shue or whatever. So I do think that when we're sitting here in two weeks and they will have played the Patriots and the Seahawks, we'll say the better quarterback for that Sunday won those games. Like I agree with the running thing. I agree with controlling the clock. But I do think the better quarterback is going to win this game. So... Just that's my opinion. You guys don't have to respond, but go ahead, James. I mean, I don't. I, how do you respond? I mean, okay. I mean, All right, that's it. I just wanted to put that out there for the loyal Go Birds listeners. Okay, I'm sure they loved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they did. Good. So, so just so we remember, yeah. If the Eagles beat the Patriots on Sunday, that means that Elliot forever has to say Carson Wentz is better than Tom Brady. Yeah, if Good. he plays him, yeah. It's just no, 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 no. You just said the better quarterback no, no, wins the game. Well, no, I, oh, oh, no, 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 no. You're so misinterpreting. So just by stat oh, no. lines only. Well, I think if they win the game, Carson will have outplayed okay, Tom Brady. Okay, so, yeah. so it'd be, okay. All right, fine. <laughs> Just remember it. Let's not forget, no matter what happens on Sunday, Tom Brady could throw for 500 yards again and lose. Carson Wentz, better quarterback. Just remember it forever and always. Okay. I don't think there's a Which world win, where. I think theoretically makes Carson the GOAT, right? It if, does. I don't yeah. think there's a world where like Carson has a bad game and they win this game. <laughs> so I feel confident. If Carson has a good game, I, I well, feel confident. It, what, like, if, let's, sorry I brought up Carson. No, no. Sorry. I wanted to find this. What is a good game for Carson in this? Well, I think it's. I mean, it's hard to define because oh, who knows how. Define. No, well, okay. I think oh, you great. know it when I'm you see it. I'm glad we have it. a bet like, down, and it's hard to define. Well, but I'm. I'm saying like, <laughs> it, it, you know when you see it. Like if he makes big plays, if like he doesn't throw interceptions, if he takes care of the ball. Like I'm not okay. gonna. I can't give you an exact amount of touchdown passes or, or yards. But yeah, uh, the uh, the other worries that I have, uh, really, it's just a, a, the the normal, the normal stuff when it comes to the Patriots, like James White, who I tried to. What was that? Um, What's the, oh, Cameo, that Cameo app. James White's on the Cameo app. I tried to pay him $200 to see if he would say, good luck to the Eagles. I'll always remember the Super Bowl when we lost or something like that. He didn't accept it for Shocker. what it's worth. Uh, and I might have added fuel to the fire when doing so. But um, I, uh, I, th- I, I think James White's kind of the other, the other factor here because um, I'm not, uh, again, uh, Bradham's still not. Bradham's still out, right? Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're yeah, he back hasn't been practicing, there. so he probably won't. Kamu and you know, TJ Edwards, TJ Edwards, and uh, big big Nate here. So I think, I think Nate's a pretty good player. I don't. All right. I think he's fine. Like he's hustles. He's fine, but he still makes too many stupid plays. All right. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Matt Collins and Nate Gary debate episode. What is this? Oh, you. So you want to? You want to? Imagine linking yourself to Mac Hollins and Nate Gary. <laughs> I'm not two, linking myself to either. Two either. islands to sink with. I'll Good. sink with Nate Gary. Okay. Mac Hollins, uh, I just don't care enough about. <laughs> As everyone, that should be their opinion on Mac Collins. Mm. No, the opinion should be get him off the field. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I hope he never plays another snap just so Me that too. people. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Do you, do you guys think, and now, now you, you guys are trying to downplay the importance from where I see this game. So let's just say that well, they. I think it's important. Do you think, Elliot, that if they drop both Patriots and Seahawks, there's a chance that they get into the playoffs? Or I, I mean, I, do I think they need at to that win point, one of these two. No, I mean it depends what the Cowboys do too. You know what I mean? But uh, I think if, yeah, look, if the Eagles win the three games in between Seattle 
and Dallas and then beat Dallas, I think they're they're in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I think but you you got to win the game, win the games you're supposed to. If they can win one of these two, it would be awesome on a number of levels. It would obviously be a game that they don't thought they would win, and then they have a little more leeway in the easy games if they throw in a clunker. Um, I also don't think the Cowboys being the Lions is like a guarantee anymore. Um, Although if Stafford doesn't play, that's not great. It looks like he yeah, won't. Not going it looks to. like he won't. Okay, yeah. well then it probably is a guarantee. <laughs> uh, but no, I think they can lose on Sunday and still be in okay shape. My bigger concern would just be if you lose these next two, it just really shows like how far off this team is from being able to compete with like the elite level teams. That right. would be a larger pitcher concern. Yeah, but in terms I of agree. making the playoffs, I think they can lose these next two and then then they basically have to win out though. Yeah, yeah. Agre- I agree with everything Elliot said. Yeah, boom, I- that's a title episode. <laughs> <I got> that. <laughs> right. I agree with everything Elliot said by James Seltzer. I agree with everything Elliot said. It's not a um it's not a must win for their season. It's a can't lose. I, I think it's a I think it's a must win for me though. Like you gotta I, I don't think that they are going to beat the Seahawks. James, I I I doubt you're changing your mind even after that Monday night football performance, but I, I think the Seahawks right now or are have a lot more weapons, a lot more things to deal with. Mobile Patri- quarterback. Yeah, the Patriots are probably your best bet in terms of these two teams, and you've got to yeah, win I don't one know of these. If that's true, but I, I think for saying. the team's confidence, it has to win one of these to feel like it's I a w- playoff. I, team. I want. I agree with you. I yeah. think. I think if, to the the general bigger point, and look, there's always exceptions. Maybe they play two brilliant games and lose two in overtime, and we're like, yeah. wow, they really fall. Right. That's why I can't tell you what a yeah, good game by Wentz is. Yeah, but <laughs> but but I do agree on a on a. The realistic how these things play out. I think they need to win one of these two games, not to make the playoffs as much as just for for us and for them to believe that they can actually do anything once they get there. In that way, I'll say I think maybe the New England game is a little more important, just because I think if you can get off the right on the right foot after the bye, like I really think you could start to go on a bit of a well, run. Well, and also I know everyone's talking about like a lot. Oh, the Seattle game's more important because of conference record, but. In actuality, and I don't know how it all breaks down. I haven't done the the math. Right, I have. So go ahead. But the point is, is that common opponents is actually more important when it comes to the side the division than conference record is. And the Cowboys play the Patriots, and yes. they don't play the Seahawks. So theoretically, beating the Patriots, a team that Dallas could lose to in New England, could be a more important win than beating the Seahawks. And, but the Eagles are actually where the doing conference okay record with might that. not come out into play they, as much. They beat the Jets. They beat the Jets exactly. There's another one, uh, and both lost to the Vikings. That would have been a big one for them. Right. They'll yeah. Although though the Cowboys now we Detroit seem to think yeah they have beat, a chance. Yeah. They'll beat Detroit. Yeah. No, that's that's a good point. I just think with the Seahawks, there's the wild card implications. Of course, yeah. that's yeah. why you could argue either side. But everyone just assumes, oh, the Seahawks is a more important game because it's a conference game. That's not necessarily true, is all I'm saying. From a from a standing, no, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it. Um, so uh, predictions. Is it time? You want me to go first? Sure. Well, it- I'll go first because everyone knows what I'm doing. We're it's a thing. This is such a cop out by you. I, well, by the way. no, no, no. This is this is this is how I've been doing it. This is this is how we have to it, go. It, with it works. I'm taking the Patriots. This <laughs> is uh, you know I got you know obviously yeah taking the Patriots. Yeah, there you go. Done. Well, I'm also yeah. taking the Patriots. Uh, I do like the minus three and a half though. Like uh, you know, I think this game could be close. I actually am like way closer to picking the Eagles than I thought I would be when the schedule came out and like two weeks ago. But I just. Look, I just can't. You can't I, do I it. I can't pick. You yeah, can't, I can't do, do it. it. I can't do it. I can't pick them to actually win the game. So um, I also can't pick them to to win this Aww. game. It's just there's I. W- what's going to need to happen? Why I'm going to be wrong is Jordan Matthews is way better than we all expected. There you go. The chemistry between him and Carson yeah. Wentz are outstanding, and someone else is going to have to step up on that wide receiving core this week for me to actually 
kind of well i mean like by the time we all hear this it's not going to matter anyway but somebody someone out of that next group whether that's nelly whether that's jj whether that's greg ward whether that's whoever gets called up in that place absolutely has to start making plays dallas goddard zach Ertz, those guys are there too and by the way so does the quarterback carson wentz if carson wentz misses zach Ertz or misses alshon jeffrey in this particular game there is no mitch trubisky that you can rely on coming back that is tom brady you have to step that and make those extra two or three plays when the guys around you are not that's why this is your team you're the leader of this team and that's what i want to see most of all, I want to make sure that Carson is still on that trajectory of having a really good season and then also putting his balls on the table. And he needs to put his fucking balls on the table because I don't want to hear this fucking I guy. I like that's everything I've this- said. Everything you just said is everything. Like, I know. I'm yeah. not disagreeing. No, no, I'm, I'm not just saying we agree. I'm saying we agree. Uh, point. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's go time for you, Carson. Like as much as this is all going to be. You know, construed as like, oh, he's been playing. Yes, Carson has been playing well, but now he needs to turn it up a notch, and so does Doug. Everyone on this team needs to do that, but this team will only go as far as Doug and Carson take them there. Uh, it is what it is at this point. I wish that they would have traded for Jadavion Clowney or put in the claim on Jordan, or excuse me, Josh Gordon, <laughs> on uh, Josh Gordon, uh, and done a, um, a bunch of other things like trade for Emmanuel Sanders. But right yeah. now. Given what's in front of you, I think we all understand that it's a tough road ahead given the skill positions, but this team is, has been through this before. I think Doug is is capable of outcoaching Bill Belichick again. I just think they end up falling a little bit short, so I'm going to say Eagles 20 and uh, the Patriots 27, something, so I, I something like that. I think the difference is like Barcher's voice just sounds better when he says my, yeah. my points. Like, <laughs> I, I agree with everything you just said, but I feel like your voice is just it's a sexier voice, so you know. <laughs> Just sounds better. People get mad at me because my voice is a little squealy. Yep, Yours that's is, uh, it. Yeah, that's it. That's just it. Yeah, so I well, figured we it out. On figured Tuesday it too. What? I think we got yelled at together on Tuesday. I mean, we said the same thing. What do we get yelled at on Tuesday about? That uh, that we believe that that it's up to Carson to oh, know, yeah. increase it by just right. that little much to make those two extra plays. And yeah, it's kind of like, hey, you got to be perfect. And like, yeah, you, now now's the for the last, you know, seven. You do have to be almost perfect. Let me and say, so does the rest of the team. One more thing that I know is going to get people mad, but I've been thinking about it all day. You guys don't have to answer. I just want to, we can leave it with this. All right. Everyone listen to this podcast, ask themselves deep down if Nick Foles was a quarterback, would you feel better going into these two games? Primetime, no. great opponents. Okay. There you go. I'm just, I've been thinking about it all day. That- I don't know how I'd feel, to be honest. It's a whole, you can't, what would Nick be with this team in this situation? Like, I'm just, you know. I've just been thinking about it. Just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> yeah. I do think it's, a, I, the one thing I will say about Nick is it's ironic that. He's kind of like reversed roles and is still in the same spot where he needs to be. Like, yeah. there's all this fanfare with Garner Minshew, and now he's like, okay, my team again, and uh, you know, gives an inspiring speech and all that fun stuff as well. So, uh, we will be at the the big victory tailgate on Sunday, starting at eleven. They're trying to break a record, so if you are not uh, not with us, uh, or uh, excuse me, not not doing anything, come on down for that. Uh, thank you again to come check out the steam pub. The this steam pub, dude. Best French onion soup I've had in a very long time. Uh, The Bud Lights are always flowing here, and this place is immaculate. It's like a kind of you walk in thinking it's old, like a a, a diner car that's just been, you know, fixed up or expanded. I feel like this would be a good date spot. It's a great, it looks like a great date spot. The bar seems cool. I'm a big proponent. Well, I have a girlfriend now, but we still go on dates. My point is when I was single. (laughs) Like, I'm a big proponent of, like, the bar before a table. Like, 
I don't like move. looking across when the person feels very aggressive on the first date. Like, really? Yeah, I, I, that's how I feel. Wait, wait, how do you sit on a date? On a you first sit date? next you to each other the on bar. the bar. You do the bar the whole time? I think yeah. it's weird, the bar, bro. Then you go to a date. No, 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 I do the bar the whole time. Why is oh, it too intense weird. for it to sit across I don't know. I just feel like another. a lot of eye contact when you're just getting to know somebody. <laughs> like, wow. I feel like the bar is better. Dude. Like you can, first of all, you're drinking. And second of all, like it's just easier. Like it's Here's easier. my question. Especially if it's not going How do you have a girlfriend well, because my game is out of control. That's why. Oh, brother. Let's end this I podcast. I make her sit at the bar for two hours. It's fantastic. We yeah. need to end this podcast. <laughs> Thanks again to the Steam Pub right here in Southampton. Thank you to you guys for watching live and for those listening to the podcast. This has been episode number 134 of the, or no, is that right? I think it is. Really? 134? I don't know. I can tell you. Pretty sure it's 134. Uh, Right here, radio.com and sports radio 94 WIP. Go, Birds. 134 was correct. (laughs) 